Cause I got a really big team And they need some really big rings They need some really nice things Better be coming with no strings Better be coming with Good evening and welcome to episode number three of the Savage Process Podcast. We are coming live at you from a basement in no man's land. Yes, that's right, boys and girls, it is from a basement. Tonight, we talk about a few things. We want to talk about the FAB or your free agent wire acquisitions. If you haven't had them run yet, they will run tonight at midnight. By the time you hear this, it's probably going to be a little bit too late. But I'll tell you what I did in one league, and we will talk about how bad the Cardinals suck, and that includes your love fest, David Johnson. Uh, we're talking about Tyreek Hill and Emmanuel Sanders. Talk about Christian McCaffrey. Corey Coleman's got a new world to live in. Jalen Richard. And if we got some time yet, we'll talk about some DFS. Anyways, we want to start it off with our boy, our lover, our friend, my TD, my boy, Trevor Story. Rockies are in a hot one right now. They are currently losing four to two. Trevor Story is over two, but guess what? He's gonna come. He's gonna come up clutch here. Rockies are gonna get a win tonight. I can feel that there's really no room for error in the NL West. If you guys have been following baseball, I have because I love my Rockies too much. But anyways, we're here to talk football, baby. That's why we're doing this. So tonight. We're going to start off with free agents that are available, that might be available in your league. I guess there's only really a few that I care about. Yes, we have the Kenneth Dixon injury for Baltimore. Um, if you really want to go get some Buck Allen, well, that's up to you. I have some Alex Collins. Kind of wish I didn't at this point. They didn't really impress despite beating the Bills into oblivion the other night. Um, but I do have a few... Shares of Alex Collins. I'm not really concerned about getting Buck Allen to back him up, although Buck Allen probably is the better running back. But with Kenneth Dixon on the line or out of the out of the loop, it's going to be a one-two punch. So owning a piece of that backfield probably isn't the worst thing that's going to happen to you. I just I'd probably stay clear. So if you want if Buck Allen's out there, it's not a horrible pickup. But the guy or guys that I was looking at this week is a guy from Denver. Um, he had a, he had some preseason run, and I really was impressed with him. But Royce Freeman was already in Denver. But the guy's name is uh, Philip Lindsay. He is a little dude, five nine, about a buck eighty. So he can probably still out, out bench press me, but whatever, who can't? I mean, I've got three year olds rolling me up in the gym, so that's fine. But he's a little diminutive back, and I, I'm never really been a fan of those kind of backs, you know, except for you know my guy Christian McCaffrey. Um, but Philip Lindsay was a guy that I. Spend about 37% of my budget on uh, yesterday, and I'm not quite sure why I did it. I regret it a little bit. I don't know what that Denver backfield is going to look like. I know that they split snaps. Um, I think it was 15 apiece, and then they had um, Philip Lindsay was the one that got in the box. So that's kind of the one that we are more intrigued with. Um, out, of, out of the two, I still think Royce Freeman's probably the better talent. Um, he's got a better frame than Philip Lindsay does. I just, as of right now, it looks to be a timeshare. I'm in the 16-team league, and that's one of my favorite leagues. And the way it goes is, you're either you're either too early or you're just not there at all. So I'd rather be too early on a guy if he doesn't pan out. Whatever, he's my first drop. I'm out $37 of my fab, but that's okay. 
I'd rather have him for the rest of the rest of the season if he pans out versus two or three weeks at the end of it. So I'm I spent up probably more than I should on him, but that's all right. He 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 may be the guy there. He might not. Once again, he's my first drop, so I'm not overly concerned about about you know holding on to him for dear life. He did rush for 71 yards on 15 carries. Yeah, Royce Freeman just looking at it now at 15 for 71 as well. So they split. You know, they split 50-50. They did get a sloppy-ass win versus the Seahawks. But, boys and girls, like I'm telling you, the Seahawks are not going to be very good this year. I know if you're if you're one of the Seahawks fans that listen, uh, I'm telling you, it's not going to be pretty. They are not going to be good. So temper your expectations just ever so slightly on, on, uh, on them. Russell Wilson is probably the only thing that they got going for them right now, except for uh, Dipley or Dipsy or whatever his name was that just went off against the Broncos. But he's nothing that you need to worry about. Um, I always thought it was Nick Vanette there, but you're not spending any fat money on a Seahawks tight end. Hell, I wouldn't spend anything on Seahawks right now. Um, Jared Cook is another guy that uh, kind of popped off the screen on Monday Night Football. As you know, I'm a Raiders fan, and I had to suffer through that miserable second half. But Jared Cook was a guy that I loved this offseason. Um, for those of you that reached out to me, I told you he's a guy that, you know, if you're really struggling at tight end, he's a guy that you want to look at. I, uh, I'm i a big fan of Gruden. I love him as a coach. He's one of my favorite coaches, if not the favorite coach. And as as you guys know, I, I'll, uh, I'll back him till I die as, as a coach. As a GM, I'm not so sure he's doing the right things right now. But as a coach, I think he's doing a great job. I thought the game plan against the Rams was pretty damn good. Uh, Derek Carr, I don't know what you're doing anymore, guy. Um, I don't know if you're just scared of the bullets laying on the on the floor next to you or what's going on, but you don't look right. You know, I'm sorry, man. It, it might be time for us to break up. I, I know it's been a tumultuous couple of years, and you brought me so much joy. But at the end of the day, Derek Carr, I, I can't have you standing in the pocket with nobody around you. you just throwing the ball out of bounds. Step up, run up make a play as far as fantasy goes guys Derek Carr you've got him until he can show something with some consistency I I think he's droppable Uh, I I know that John Gruden is a big quarterback guy and and maybe it's going to work out for Derek Carr but as of right now and I know it's week one it's overreaction week right but as of right now just drop him if you got him hopefully there's a better option I mean it's not like you know if, if Matt Stafford's out there yeah I know Stafford sucked but go get Matt Stafford. Derek Carr is a guy that you just don't want a piece of right now. Um, I wouldn't be spending any fab on him, by the way. But the reason we even brought up Derek Carr is because he had a googly eyes for Jared Cook, and Jared Cook had a great had a great night, one of the best nights of a a tight end in the history of the NFL. It's hard for me to say that, and, but it's true. It happened. He had one of the better nights of it of a of a tight end in the history of the NFL. He went nine for one eighty. Um. That's pretty damn good in my opinion. I don't know if he's going to have that kind of volume every week, but Amari Cooper, for whatever reason, just struggled. And look, it's the Rams. The Rams are going to win the Super Bowl. I'm going to tell you that right now. They are going to win the Super Bowl. That defense is no joke, and I know the Raiders aren't an offensive powerhouse by any means, but the Rams aren't playing. They're unstoppable on offense. I mean, they they can beat you with the shifty little slot guy like Brandon Cooks, they can beat you with Bob Woods. They can beat you with Cooper Cup. I mean, they've got a myriad of weapons to beat you. So if you if you want it, my Super Bowl prediction, I'm saying Rams and Patriots. I'm saying Rams wipe the floor with the Patriots. I don't even know if the Patriots get there, but they are the Patriots. So we're just gonna we're just gonna pencil them in for the AFC right now. Um, 
So those are the two guys that I would really kind of be high on right now, Philip Lindsay and um, Jared Cook. If you are looking for other tight end help, because I know you lost Greg Olson, I don't know why you, anybody drafted him, really. I, I know I didn't have a lot of time to pump you up before the draft, but uh, he's a he's a guy that I just stayed away from. Instead, I took Jimmy Graham, which looks even worse at this point. But um, So if you lost Greg Olson and Delon, or Delaney Walker, you probably want to look at a guy like Ian Thomas, which for if you're playing on DraftKings this weekend, guy's dirt cheap. Um, or John New Smith for the Titans. I, John New Smith is the more talented of the two, in my opinion. Um, you just never heard of him because Delaney Walker has been the man in Tennessee. Um, so John New Smith is just just hasn't just hasn't been the household name, and it's not like Ian Thomas is a household name. He's a rookie, so well he gets you know he gets a pass for a couple of years. But John New Smith, very big, athletic tight end, much like Delaney Walker. Um, if Mariota does end up playing this weekend, and I think he will, he's not that hurt. He's John Smith is a guy I think they look at. Another guy, if if you are playing Titans, and please don't go pick up any Titans by any means, even if it's Deion Lewis and Derrick Henry, don't go get any of them. But uh, Corey Davis, if you don't know who Corey Davis is by now, you better open up your eyes because this guy is going to be the real deal. He already is, but you know nobody cares about Tennessee. They're a small market team, and nobody's really paying attention to them. Mariota ship has probably sailed there. Defense average at best. Um, they did have a, they did have one of the worst games in NFL history against the Dolphins. It took like seven hours because of the rain and the hurricane, potentially coming in. So it was like a long day, and I was sweating DFS long after all my games were done, just because I was waiting for that damn game to finish up with Kenny Stills going absolutely bonkers, which tells you all you need to know about the Titans defense. So, anyways, you're not. Uh, you're not you're not really invested in the Dolphins, I hope, and you're not invested in the Titans. So enough about them. Um, I had a couple people message me and ask about David Johnson this week and what the hell is going on with David Johnson. Well, David Johnson did stumble and find his way into the box on Sunday night. Um, you know what? I was out on David Johnson from the jump. I think I told you guys that. I I'm not going to sign off on David Johnson. I uh, I don't like it. I don't like their offense. I don't like Ryan Reynolds as their quarterback. I'm not a, not a fan. You know, Larry Fitzgerald is the dude, one of the best players of all time, should definitely be in the Hall of Fame first ballot, no questions asked. His name comes up on the ballot. He's going to be in. But there's just something about that offense that I don't like. Christian Kirk and Chad Williams are the other two receivers. Give me a break. These guys are going to be bad. They play the Rams twice. Luckily, they play the Seahawks twice. So that helps out quite a bit. They play the 49ers, which, yeah, the 49ers got all they could handle from Minnesota this week, and it, that circus is going to come crashing down. I promise you that. But, uh, yeah, you do not you do not want to mess with <clears throat> you do not want to mess with anybody on the Cardinals, really either. I mean, if you drafted David Johnson early and you got him, great. What I would do personally is I would wait for that big day, wait for that game where wait for that game where he has two touchdowns or three touchdowns. And then maybe let's look to trade him at that point at his highest value because right now people are going to laugh you out. They're going to say, "Hey, why would I want David Johnson? I I see the same numbers you do." So let's wait till he has that two or three touchdown game, and hopefully it's not this week because if it's this week, you can't do it this week. You want to see how it plays out, but in week four, if he's still doing this, I'd say that's kind of when you want to look. Week four and later, let's give these guys a minute or two to get their feet underneath them to see how it really plays out. And you can't sell David Johnson this low anyway, so just kind of hold on to him. But the minute he has that that 
two or three touchdown game, and it may, it's coming, hopefully it's coming, that's when you guys want to move them. That's when you want to look and say, hey, all right, I've got David Johnson. You're probably not going to get a guy like Saquon Barkley. Maybe you get James Conner for him. I don't know. I would be hesitant to pull that with all the shit that uh, Le'Veon Bell's pulling right now. Maybe you could get, let's see, a you don't want Adrian Peterson. Maybe you can get a Joe Mixon, who I'm really big on. Uh, maybe you get Joe Mixon for David Johnson. That's something that would be entertainable. Uh, maybe you were in a league where they trade draft picks. Maybe you can sweeten the deal with a draft pick or something like that. But David Johnson, Cardinals offense, I'm sorry, man. I am out on you guys. I just, I can't, I can't understand why they brought in Ryan Reynolds. I don't get it. I mean, I get it, a veteran. Maybe I do get it. It's a veteran presence, presence. But I just, man, I don't, I don't agree with it. But here I am making podcasts, working at eight to five. So who, what do I know, right? All right, let's talk about some other notes from the weekend. Hopefully, you guys were paying attention and you were not asleep on Tyreek Hill, who absolutely went nuts this weekend. Had a, had a kick or a punt return for a touchdown. Got in the box two other times. This guy, I'm telling you. Is Pat Mahomes' baby boy? They're gonna, they're gonna make wonderful, sweet music to your fantasy lineup all year long. I was, I was dead set on getting this guy as high as I possibly could. Um, it, the problem was if you didn't have any of the elite running backs, you see how it's already playing out. Todd Gurley's had a great game. Saquon Barkley against the Jaguars had a great game. Um, Isaiah, oh no, never mind. Forget Isaiah Crowell. It, it was a, it was a trick. It was a trick. The Detroit Lions suck, which. Uh, Hey, if you got Alfred Morris, you're looking. Everything's looking pretty good this weekend. Anyways, so yeah, we're, who are we talking about? I don't even remember anymore. Uh, stud running backs. Where was I at on that? You do need a stud running back. Oh, Tyreek Hill, uh, my lover. So yeah, he went nuts. And another guy that went off the rails this weekend is a guy pumped up a little bit. Is Emmanuel Sanders? I told you, Case Keenum has has got a has got one for this guy, man. He keeps throwing him the ball. He got in the box as well. It was a beautiful play. Broke a couple tackles. Snaked along the sidelines and uh, and scored. And if you know, if you remember Emmanuel Sanders when he was in Pittsburgh, he did a lot of the same stuff that um, Antonio Brown does now. They just didn't have a need for two of them. You know, Juju Smith is in Pittsburgh now. He's a little bit bigger version of Emmanuel Sanders. And Sanders can stretch the field as well. They just felt it was time to let him go. And it's been it's been great for Case Keenum and Emmanuel Sanders so far. Uh, the next thing we want to talk about is maybe some, some stats that you may may or may not have seen over the weekend. Maybe you weren't paying attention because the Lions suck and you were, you were surprised that they were getting blown out by the Jets. But Isaiah Crowell had a decent game. He went for 10, 10 carries, 102 yards, 10.2 uh, average. He's not going to continue that, of course. We all, we all know that. That's not sustainable. Um I honestly thought the game script would feature Bilal Powell because I thought the Jets were going to be playing from behind, so I thought there'd be a little bit more Bilal Powell. There, there really wasn't. So Isaiah Crowell, his numbers are going to pop off the page. Maybe worth keeping an eye on, but I, I think that was just kind of a a fluke game in general with Stafford throwing the four picks and you know the Jets just really uh, going crazy there. Which brings me to my next point, uh, Sam Donald. All right, I, I get it. Had a great game, threw a pick six, his first pass. But let's uh, let's pump the brakes on that guy a little bit, okay? Uh, I don't know if there's any Jets fans that listen to this, but I, I'm just I, I I don't know. I he fits the mold. He's got the he definitely has the body type for it. 
Let's just pump the brakes a little bit, though. Um, I'm not totally sold quite yet. You want to go ahead and crown his ass, then crown him. But I, I'm just, I'm completely not sold. I don't know if he's worth the waiver ad. Maybe if you're in a two-quarterback league. But let's pump the brakes on the Sam Darnold hype. That's the thing about New York teams, man. Any of these guys do anything. I mean, if Sam Darnold would have fell in the box on a two-yard yard, two sneak, you would never hear the end of that. I mean, he, he's going to be the second coming of Jesus Christ because he plays in New York. But the reality is we saw how it worked with the Mark Sanchez. Dude was eating hot dogs on a bench next year. He was eating hot dogs from the sidelines, uh, and that's outside of the stadium. So we just got to be careful on some of these rookie quarterbacks. Just be careful because of the game. It's kind of a trap. They were up big. Sam Darnold did look nice. He had a nice couple Nice couple throws to Pencil Dick, the guy that I call Robbie Anderson. Uh, Quincy Inunua went kind of nuts. That's a guy you got to kind of watch for is Quincy Inunua. We're going to take a short break. we get back, we'll talk some DFS, and we'll talk a couple more waiver wire ads and some stats you may or may not have missed from the weekend. Once again, this is the Savage Process Podcast. We'll be back right after this break. Okay, and we're back. Going to talk a little bit about some more of what you might have missed and some guys to maybe watch. I do want to touch base on another guy that I think was overvalued the offseason, and I just don't see how they're going to get it done. But that is uh, Ezekiel Elliott. I, uh, he's another guy that fits my David Johnson mold where I'm just not quite sure what to do with the guy yet. Um, I saw from Mike Clay on Twitter that he faced less eight-man boxes this year than he did all of last year. I don't know what the Panthers were thinking, but they're not going to throw the ball, the Cowboys are. And I don't know, you know, Michael Gallup's not going to get much going. And I don't, you know, Alan Hearns, Cole Beasley was their leading receiver this week. So they don't scare anybody, at least as at least as throwing the ball goes. So I don't know what – that was just kind of a weird game in general. I just expected more out of the Panthers. Maybe I've undervalued the Dallas defense a little bit. But I just expected more out of the Panthers, especially Christian McCaffrey. Um, it was it, He fumbled near the goal line, and then I can't even remember the dude's name, Amara or something like that, or Amra, got, got the cheap-ass who-the-fuck-are-you touchdown. It drove me nuts for DFS, but whatever. Uh, that kind of shit happens. I mean, I can understand C.J. Anderson getting that touchdown, but Amra, who the hell is this guy? Um, whatever, he got his one minute of fame, but... As far as Christian McCaffrey goes, he had 10 carries for 50 yards, which isn't a lot, you know, especially since they were saying, oh, how we're going to get this guy the ball 25 to 30 times. Well, he's probably going to explode if that happens. But, I mean, I figured they'd at least get him 21 to 22 touches. I mean, I, I should look to see how many catches he had. I don't know off the top of my head. But I just I just couldn't believe that they didn't get this guy the ball. And the, I mean, he – I guess, whatever. He fumbled in between the tackles, so that makes sense. But just getting back to Cole uh, Cole Beasley, he seven catches for 73 yards. Maybe it's something to watch if you are going to invest in the Dallas offense, but I really wouldn't invest in anybody in the Dallas offense. Like I said, with same thing with David Johnson goes through with Ezekiel. Wait for him to have that big game, and then let's see if we can't trade him for something else because I, I just think that people are still going to be attached to the name 
Maybe they feel they're getting a good deal, but if they can't open up the field for him to run in, forget it. And that's what makes Saquon Barkley that much more attractive. They have OBJ to open that that window up for him, and he can just run buck wild. And I love that about Saquon. And I mean, one of my friends got into a discussion about Eli Manning being a quarterback, and is he capable? I, you know, Eli Manning. Um, yeah, he looks like he's got some issues, but he. He's one of those quarterbacks where I just – I hate to bet – I, I would never put my money on him winning anything in life. You know, if he had to have a shopping cart race through Walmart, I wouldn't pick that guy to win that race. But what's weird is he does understand how to get his playmakers the ball. He understands how to get OBJ the ball. He understands how to feed Saquon. So I do respect him for that. I mean, he's serviceable. I mean, he, he is so weird. He's not like Alex Smith good. But he's not, I don't know, is he a step above Fitzmagic? Probably, so he's kind of somewhere in the middle there. Um, you know, Fitzmagic, he had a great, great game, obviously. Hopefully you guys all saw that, but doesn't he have, like, one of those a year? And now people will play him in DFS, and they'll be like, oh, yeah, Fitzmagic. And then he just won't throw a touchdown for, like, two or three weeks. Be, I don't, he, it seems to me like he always has that one game a year where he just goes nuts, and then you don't hear from the guy for a while. But, I don't know, maybe, you know, Mr. Butterfingers Winston will get his shit together. Because I actually like Jameis Winston, but I, I don't know what's going to end up happening with him. He's just, he's just going to play himself out of the NFL, and it is what it is at this point. So, yeah, Cole Beasley's a guy that I'm not too sure on. Uh, we talked about Ezekiel Elliott. We talked about Christian McCaffrey a little bit. I don't know. After seeing what happened in the first week, I'm maybe kind of right. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about him. We'll see what happens. They said they're going to give him a more concerned effort to get the ball. And they said that about Amari Cooper and they say that about every superstar every week. So, so we'll see, maybe he'll get some more run. I hope he does. I mean, I, I'm obviously rooting for Christian McCaffrey just because, you know, last year or the year before it didn't kind of work out, but I, I really hope he does. I hope he does have a good, a good career. I hope it works out for him this year too. But but we'll see. We'll see. It's early yet. Like I said, you don't want to go just shot, selling these guys yet, but um, I'll keep an eye on him. And, of course, I'll keep a close eye on him because he's one of the guys that I, I loved last year and coming into this year I wasn't so hot on. Um, in case you missed it, Corey Coleman signed with the Pats. Philip Dorsett actually had all the run in that game. Um, not Chris Hogan. I want to look at that quick. Um, ESPN going to have it? Probably not. Um, but Philip Dorsett was the guy that got all the run in that game for whatever reason. I thought that was kind of strange that that happened personally, but, um, Philip Dorsett was a guy that I had contemplated in DFS. I just couldn't, I could never pull the trigger on it. I don't know why I just never could. I just, just didn't, um, I bring up Philip Dorsett here because I'm interested in to see how that actually turned out for him. Yeah. He had seven, seven catches on seven targets for 66. He did fall into the box. So, He's a guy maybe you want to keep an eye on a little bit. With them signing Corey Coleman, though, Corey Coleman, I, he's got to have talent, right? I mean, it's not our fault he went to two talentless coaching places. If anybody can get him motivated, it's got to be Bill Belichick, right? I mean, he's going to – I wouldn't go blowing fab money on him. I mean, put in a couple dollars, three, seven bucks here and there. But keep an eye on that. Chris Hogan's another guy. I want to, I want to look at that because I just – I just felt that he had – I paid up for him in some places, and I wish I wouldn't have. 
Uh, let's see. I want to see what happened. He had one. He had. He only had five targets. Um, you know, he was a guy I was big on because no Julian Edelman, of course. So what, which means he'll go off this week. But they do play the Jaguars, so I'm just gonna pump the brakes on the whole Patriots offense in general for one week only. Um, so you got to keep your eye on on Chris Hogan and Phil Dorsett and Corey Coleman to see how that kind of plays out a little bit. I think it's gonna be just fine. I think it's gonna be Philip Dorsett until Julian Edelman comes back. Um, another guy that uh, I want to talk a little bit about, and I'm not saying go roster this guy or go go crazy and go get him right now, but it's it's uh, Jalen Rashard. And on a personal note, once again, I don't know what the fuck the Raiders are doing signing Doug Martin. I wish I had an answer for you. If you're going to sign Doug Martin, why the hell don't you play him? Oh, I know why, because he was wildly ineffective. That guy couldn't fall forward for three yards if there was nobody in front of him. I don't know what his problem is. I don't even know why he's still in the NFL, to be honest with you. I have no idea. The guy must have a set of jewels that are just massive because there's no need for this guy in the NFL. However, Jalen Richard, I think he's going to play the Charlie Gardner role once again. I probably date myself a little bit, but I've followed and studied, studied Gruden's offense with the best of them. And, it's always been clear they've always had they've always had a fullback, which is Keith Smith, and that was John Ritchie. They've always had a power back, which was Tyrone Wheatley, and now it's Marshawn Lynch. And they've always had a little scat back type, which was Charlie Garner. And in this situation is going to be Jalen Richard. So Jalen Richard is the guy that you want out of that backfield. I think Marshawn Lynch is going to wear down just because of the way he runs in his advanced age. Doug Martin is god awful. I think Jalen Richard is going to end up being the guy somehow, some way. As long as the Raiders can get through this season, they're going to go draft. A, they're going to go find or draft the power back because, as we know, the Marshawn scholarship is only going to last until they're in Oakland. Once they move to Las Vegas, Marshawn and his skills are leaving. Not saying I don't love Marshawn and I love what he brings to the table. I just it's so obvious what's going to happen. They're they're putting asses in the seats and with Marshawn Lynch and Doug Martin, who's also from Oakland, um, you know. So they're they're just trying to do that. It's not working with Doug Martin. I can tell you that right now. Drop that guy. Get rid of him. He sucks. Um, the one thing, too, about when the Raiders were behind in that second half, Marshawn Lynch never saw the field. It was all Jalen Richard. So just keep that in mind if you want to If you want a mini Chris Thompson because it's going to be Jalen Richard. Keep that in mind if you're playing single-game DFS. If same, keep that, just keep that name in the back of your head because he's going to be the guy there. I know this because I watched them. I watch every snap, and you don't have to tell me about how Khalil Mack did with the Bears. I saw it. I got it. I know exactly what Khalil Mack did. I knew exactly what the Bears were getting. Apparently, the rest of the world didn't. Apparently, only the people that watched the West Coast games understood and knew who Khalil Mack was. Some of that bullshit East Coast bias that just drives me absolutely insane. All right. Got a couple more minutes left to you. We are going to talk a little bit of DFS, and then we are going to wrap it up here. So DFS, uh, my favorite whole thing in the whole damn world is DFS. Um, a little bit as far as what I'm looking at doing, I'm looking at going to the Broncos and the Raiders. For Case Keenum as my quarterback, he's only 5800 bucks. should be dirt cheap. The Raiders cannot stop anybody. They, can't, they cannot stop anything. Couldn't do it. I can't even think of a cliche. That's how goddamn bad they are defensively. So I'm, I'm going to look to pair Case Keenum with one of my man crushes, Emmanuel Sanders. 
Uh, as of right now, I've got a lineup that gets me Gurley, Kamara, and Connor. I'm not going to give the the actual lineup because that's just not right. But uh, if you paid attention earlier in the podcast, you'll know all about uh, Ian Thomas. He's dirt cheap on DK, so you want to get either Ian Thomas or yeah, Ian Thomas or Johnu Smith. Let me get you Johnu Smith's price because we want to punt that category. He's 3100, so they're about a horse apiece. I don't know if you can if you need the 300 dollars. Um, Jonah Smith is fine. It is against the Texans. Their defense sucks. Uh, Ian Thomas, I guess, isn't quite table minimum. He is $2,900, but you'll take a $2,900 starting tight end against the Falcons. And remember, Cam Newton is not a very accurate quarterback, so he likes to throw to the tight ends. So just like everybody in this world, we all can appreciate a nice tight end, right? Uh, let me let me give you Ian Smith. That's the, the guy that you guys want. Uh, who else am I looking at? Obviously, oh, I want to tell you about Alfred Morris going against the same shitty-ass Lions that uh, Isaiah Crowell tore up. I want to check out and see what happened with our hero, Alfred Morris, who is dirt cheap. Oh, he's 3600 on DK, so if you need to punt a running back spot, I don't recommend that. 12 carries for 38 yards against the Vikings. Um, yeah, against the Vikings. That's what you need to read there. Although we did split with Matt Breida, who had 11 carries for 46. And like we talked last week, Matt Breida is kind of the guy that I wanted out of this backfield. Um, Alfred Morris fumbled, so that pisses people off. Although, he did get he did get the uh, touches when they got near the goal line. But fumbling will get you fired. So, hmm. Cheap as hell, Alfred Morris. And thank you, Vikings, for that. Let's see what Matt Breida brings to the table here. Uh, Matt Bright is a, low, a lot more expensive at $4,800. Still pretty cheap, all things considered, if you're trying to get a Saints stack. So if you're by stacking, I mean Drew Brees and Kamara and Michael Thomas. That worked out well. The question is, is who do you punt out of you know these three running backs? You're going to want Gurley. You're going to want Kamara. And James Conner is just too cheap to ignore, especially after you saw what Melvin Gordon did to the Chiefs last week. So who do you punt out of those three? I guess I don't have that answer, but... That's uh that's kind of a conundrum. I I think you pay up at running back, especially pass catching running backs like Kamara, and Connor, and Todd Gurley the second. So you look at kind of stuff like that and um, go from there. Uh, let's see what else on DFS we want to look at. We should look at another quarterback if you if you don't want that. If you don't want Case Keenum. Uh, let's see who do we got in that scene. We got Jerry, or we got Pat Mahomes at sixty one hundred, only a three hundred dollar difference. Pat Mahomes will bring scrambling to the table. The Pittsburgh defense is god awful, as you know. Uh, Matt Stafford sixty one hundred versus the 49ers. Not in love with that, although they could be playing from behind, so that's interesting. Jimmy Garoppolo at six thousand. Garoppolo six thousand dollars. What are we gonna do? We're gonna play Jimmy Garoppolo against the Lions. They suck. Um, keep an eye on Goodwin as well. I don't know if he's going to play or not. It sounds like he's not going to play. Um, so if that happens, give me all the damn Pierre Garçon you can shake a stick at. Anyways, that's uh, that's just a few pieces I'm looking at for quarterback. Uh, we should probably wrap it up here. We don't want to make these too long so that uh, information overload. I, I kind of hate that on Sundays I get a little bit of information overload. And it gets to be a lot. So let's just kind of recap what we... What we went over here today, we talked about possibly trading David Johnson and Ezekiel when they have that boom, boom, pow. 
We talked about Philip Lindsay and Royce Freeman. Pump the brakes on it. I get it. Deep leagues. You want to spend some fab on Philip Lindsay? Go get yourself some. Uh, Tyreek Hill and Emmanuel Sanders have been as advertised. We talked about some stats. Corey Coleman, Patriots. Philip Dorsett, the leading pass catcher. Jalen Richard. Two names to remember: Ian Thomas and Jonathan Smith, both both tight ends. Alfred Morris, dirt ass cheap. And Josh Allen getting the start for the Bills this weekend, boys and girls. We love us some Josh Allen. I really do. He's my favorite quarterback coming out of the rookie class. Let's not forget about that as we sign off for the evening. Once again, I am Levi. You can find me on Twitter at the Levi Surf. This is the Savage Process Podcast, and I am out. I got a really big team, and they need some really big rings. They need some really nice things. Better be coming with no strings.